Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. If you've done this with me a little bit, you know I go back and forth between kind of a straight meditation where we are trying to enter into uh, the type of mindful consciousness that the practice of meditation, practice of meditation permits us to. Uh, and sometimes I kind of, um, in some ways, undo some of the cleanliness of a meditative pose and overlay uh, and overlay um, thoughts or images from our tradition that might help the one who struggles with the full emptying out of one's consciousness, being able to um, use the word meditate uh, in a less formal sense to meditate slash focus on a particular idea or image. Um, and I go back and forth. So today is going to be in the latter category. Um, I'm lifting from the Parsha, from Parsha Yitro, Yitro, the powerful and inscrutable sentence that describes the Israelites' response to the Ten Commandments, Vayar Eta'am uh, Etakolot, that the uh, that the people Ra'ah saw Kolot, the voices. It's a hard word to translate because if you understand Kol with a Kuf to be something audible, um, as opposed to some visual miracle, then what is the metaphysics of that moment such that the Israelites saw something that could only be normally heard? Uh, Rashi basically doubles down on that and says, yes, metaphysics were changed at Sinai. And that which heretofore had only been audible, a sound, became visible. That's what I want to extract. Um, and you can perhaps already telegraph, or maybe I'm telegraphing where I'm going with it. What does it mean to take the cacophony of our minds, the sound of our minds and our thoughts, and visualize them such that they become uh, real and more useful uh, in as we operate as sentient human beings. Okay. Already too long of an intro, taking away too much of the time for the meditation. I invite you all, if you haven't already, to close your eyes. And start to claim this moment without any use of active muscles. You're claiming this in your mind. Start to claim this moment and this extended moment as a gift, a treasure, a delight. Prime the pump to suggest that you're going to spend these next 10 to 14 minutes the opposite of mindlessly. Fully mindful. Both aware of time's incessant passing and somehow treasuring each micro moment as a wonderful blessing. You might do this even aware that the same amount of time that's going to follow this meditation will pass by in your life with an infinitesimally smaller amount of awareness. That contrast can be overwhelming. In this moment, you are hyper-aware You are extremely awake. You are alert and vital and present and poised and focused and ready and open 
and my is this also restful? A radical departure from what came just before and what might come after. And you've walked yourself into this mode without moving. Your feet are planted intentionally on the ground. Your body is static but limber. You notice sensations, a light itch, a small ache, a pulsing life force, and a finger or a nose or a shoulder, and you just watch them. No need to scratch that itch. Salve the pain. You are you, in you, of you, watching you with some amount of dispassion. With some amount of separation from you and your thoughts, even as they all cycle together. For my words are helping to give birth to thoughts in your mind because our thoughts are responses to stimuli. But isn't that the key? If your mind is creating a thought in response to my words, then those thoughts are not you or they're not entirely you. There is an other you, a grander you, a separate you that can observe the thoughts bubbling up from somewhere we do not know. For we verbal beings, it's hard to imagine reality and concepts without words. but we know that we also respond to images and that images paint a pre-verbal picture. Our mind fills in the words very quickly. You see a house and you hear your mind say house. That's how you know it is a house. But your mind had a reaction to the visual even before and even without a word to attach it to. And so I want you to turn your mind right now into a machine that translates the fountain of thoughts that you have thoughts that you can hear in your mind into a visual. I want you to see your thoughts. You're not commenting on them. You're not judging them. If a thought comes through and it's a thought that has words, I want you to see if you can transmute it into an image as God did for us at Sinai.
such that it could be said about you during this time. Vayar etakolot. Or vatar etakolot. He saw that which is normally not visible. She saw the previously only audible or conceptual. And as you escort yourself through this time, with measured, deep, joyful breathing, keep yourself on track over and over again. Even if you veer, you come back to it. You have a thought, don't process it. Don't consider it. Just see it. And see if you can stay, however hard it may be, in the pre-verbal mode. It's very hard to get to. Images as perhaps a dog might see them to which you might have very strong reactions, but they're not words.
And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I'll share the screen and we can say the closing prayer together. And then I have a quick announcement after that to anyone who's listening. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say to you all, shalom and namaste. And the announcement is there'll be an email going out today or tomorrow to the whole Beth Am community that we're changing the rhythm of the meditations, which have basically been twice a week, Wednesday and Friday at noon throughout the pandemic. Based on some information we got back from a survey we did in the fall, we're going to be switching it to once per week, right after Minion Friday morning, in person as well, for anybody who wants to come who's vaccinated and boosted, and then also online and on, and, uh, on Zoom, on a Facebook Live, and then eventually on the podcast. Um, we're hoping that by... Uh, producing it just once a week, we'll have perhaps more people come to each one. And the invitation to do it in person is also being extended. So that email will go out with all the details. Um, but uh, And I think that's going to begin a week from Friday. So we have to, uh, this Friday and then next Wednesday in our normal slot. And then it'll be changing as of a week from Friday. If you have any questions, let me know. And uh, be well. Namaste. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.